Welcome to Turf Business TV and Talking Turf. Uh, our panel today are some familiar faces. Jason Booth from the IOG, Darren Baldwin from Tottenham Hotspur, Stuart Kerrison from Essex County Cricket Club, and Lee Strutt from the Royal Automobile Club. The point that I wanted to put to you guys today was golf led the way in turf care for decades and decades and decades. Um, is it now time that golf can learn some stuff from, from other parts of the industry? Now, as you're a representative of golf, I mean, perhaps you can kick off I'll on take that it one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> I, think it, I think there's a lot of development um, within the other sports we touched upon earlier on about ryegrass development. I think one of the I think really interesting wake-up calls was when uh, certainly football and that started using like things like the coro to strip it off and reseed it, and uh, and all of a sudden some of the guys are sort of thinking in golf actually that would be great for our tee tops, and I think there's quite a lot of development with the lighting rigs, uh, seed germination. You have a very closed window stadium. You know I think there's actually still a lot to be learned. Um, I think, like I say, the perception is kind of golf stands out on its own, and I think that's just its physical size and its number of people that are involved in it. But I think actually the, there's, we are still all really in the turf industry. We just separate off because of our own specialism. You know? Stuart, you probably have got a similar situation to golf because you've got two types of surfaces to look after, whereas you've got three or four yeah. probably. Yeah. Um, would you think there's anything that you can bring to, to golf and yeah, teach well, them well, maybe it's not so much to the golf side of it, but there is certainly the crossover. Um, you know, as Lee said about the, the Coro, we use it on our ground at Chelmsford, and a lot of the other grounds have used it now. You go overseas and they strip back completely every year. You know, and that, even 10 years ago, that was unheard of. People wouldn't think about doing anything like that. You know, different aeration machines that have come through. Um, for cricket, have been things like the deep drill, which they use on golf courses now, um, to help with the drainage and that. And uh, Graydon, have you had a go at the Graydon yeah. scarifier? I mean, that come through cricket in Australia. Right. You know, working on their solid pitches over there. They're supposed to be go for concrete, but you see them used on golf courses now. So things are evolving from from all sports. I mean, football takes a big part of the lead with regards because there's budgets. At the end of the day, there is money in cricket, but not same sort of money that's floating about in some of the football and that but uh, you know the lighting rigs fantastic development you know that will come from what was that from growers in Holland wasn't it yeah. tulip growers or something like yeah so you know so that's had a crossover <coughs> to to our side of it but uh, a lot of it comes down to cash yeah where we can afford to do it I think we should all learn about it you know, unless we're another crossover with the different sports and that, some of the machines you might use on golf, some of the chemicals you might use on golf courses and stuff. You know, we're looking into to wetting agents on, on cricket squares now, which has been floating about for a little while now, but you know, I think it's gonna get that's gonna get more and more prevalent. Mm -hmm. And uh, but we need the development that you've done on your golf courses to start us off uh, going the right direction. I don't think I don't think golf's stabilised. Uh, you know, in the old days it was like golf was learning everything. And it's gone a bit like that, whereas football, cricket, they've all just took off now. We're, we're playing catch-up now. You know, and in some respects, we may well have overtook. But uh, we're, cricket certainly is still playing a bit of catch-up with golf. But we're not a million miles off now. Jason, you cover a, a lot of different disciplines with your role with the IOG. Would you, what, what would you have to say on that? Well, I think uh, the solving of the problems has come from the problems. And the more problems you can solve, depends on how much money you've got to be able to solve those problems. And I think 
that's probably what, that's what drives everybody forward. Football at the front now because we've got more, more money to solve the problems that they've got. But we've all got problems in, in different, or they've all got problems, got to remember on the other side of the fence now, they've all got problems in different ways, shape or form. And that's how we're going to uh, actually go forward in this industry. There will always going to be problems there. The next problem will be moving on to in not too distant future. We'll have to throw more money at it to be able to do it. And football is at the forefront at the minute, and they'll probably be leading going forward. But quickly followed by whoever's got the next uh, largest amount of cash to be able to follow them. And that's what it is, being able to have that money to be able to solve that problem. So that sets it up for you, I think, don't it? Yeah, I think some of our uh, technology is finding its way to golf. There's one golf club I won't mention their name, but they're looking at DESO in some of their um, tee boxes. Right. Um, with a higher percentage of DESO than we would play uh, football, but in particular shaded areas. Um, so certainly not saying they've been left behind or we lead the way, it's just what is the latest technology out there and how can you adapt it for other sports? I mean, years ago I took a light rig to one of our baby rigs, the Trent Bridge, ahead of a test match particularly bad week of weather and it was a little bit damp um, when we looked at controlled drying out. So that was the first uh, first time we had taken light rigs into, into the cricket industry. Um, and, and the way the game evolves, Stuart has pre-season nets and it's in an indoor tent on the outfield. It's like amazing. The spaceship has landed at Chatsworth and how they their practice Is that cheaper than taking them abroad? It is. Uh, but it does bring other problems. Yeah. You, know, you obviously get a lot of disease in there, so you have to control that. But we just found that it was a, a cost-effective way of. But that's it all, doesn't it? From yeah. the from the first very first match. Yeah. That but the, the problem with that, the other problem it creates is our season starts. Yeah. Now we're covering from mid-Jan. Some of the lads have already got them up already. Mm -hmm. The Oval's got his up, Sean at Bristol. Yeah. Now they're up. They'll be looking to have outdoor grass practice in. In the February or mid February, and that's winter time. If, you, if you'd have said that ten years ago, it would have been five years ago. Yeah. Now, we started doing it four years ago, and people were like, What? And some of the other grounds weren't very impressed because yeah, you know yeah. it does elongate your, yeah. your, your real um, intense time. You know, it's put another month, six weeks on your, your finger there, and, and the hammering your ground gets. But we've got to move with the times. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the lighting rigs for football, but some of the legs think, Oh, be all night. Yeah. No, it's going to take forever. But look at the results. Yeah. It's a product. Yeah. That's what we're about. Lee, sorry, cut across. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, we can edit that bit. Out. No, I mean, I think, I think, I think maybe the the illusion of the divide is is that I guess IOG cover all the sports. I know they do cover a bit of golf, but because golf has its own body, as it were, yeah. it kind of feels like it sits separately. But I don't think that we, we do. And I think now, because we're pushing the envelope so hard now on performance of everything, that every time we make that big step, it's actually a big cost. And I think now what we have to do is we have to turn around and say, actually, what's, has someone else done this before? Just to feel certain that we can actually get a payback. I think we're at a point now, who can afford to be the pioneers? Because it's great when we get the returns, but if we don't get the returns, Someone's going to have to say, well, why has this failed? And that's cost me half a million pounds. And I think that's where I think maybe working together, sharing that information is even more important now.